In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our First of all, some of you have heard me say this before, but I'm going to repeat, repeat this because it's important. Every day, one of the priests or Deacon Merrick or I speaks to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, this is not, the church is not like school. And I know some of you go to school, some of you are homeschooled. But when you go to school, you learn things. And some things mean more than others. Be quite frank with you, there were some things when I was in school, I took a good nap while they were teaching me because they were boring. And I knew I wasn't going to need them when I got older. I took calculus. You ever hear of calculus? I got good, some good sleep out of calculus. It was boring. But what is said to you in the church is not something you can take or leave. If your father or your mother says something to you and asks you to do something, I hope you don't yawn and go to sleep. If they tell you to do something, you do it. And more importantly than your father or your mother or your teacher, or as important as the priests and the counselors are, we are very, very attentive and we have to be very careful that when God speaks to us, we listen. Now, if Father Joel is out there attempting to play basketball, I've seen you play. And he shows you something on the basketball court. It's a good, good thing to pay attention. I think so anyway. I think he knows enough about basketball that you should pay attention. But if you happen to miss what he says, it'll be okay. But when Father Joel or any other the priest talk to you here, that's God talking to them through them. It's important that you listen and you don't forget. And you do what the gospel is telling you to do. So now, having said that, everybody who's thinking about thinking about what they're going to do later on today or what they're going to eat for breakfast, or think maybe now is a good time to take a nap because Bishop Thomas is talking. To break, it's not a break. I have to listen, because what I'm going to speak to you about comes from the gospel. It's God talking to us, and he expects us to do something about it. So sit up, pay attention, and as a matter of fact, take note of what is said in the gospel and how I comment on it, because you're going to have to do something about it as Time goes on. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen.
This morning's gospel, there is a woman that we hear about who has been sick for a long time. See who was paying attention. How many years was she sick? Yes, sir. Twelve years. Very good. She was sick for 12 years. And she went to doctors, physicians, all sorts of things, and she wasn't getting any better. Jesus is coming in a procession. Come back. Don't drift. Listen. Jesus is coming in a procession, and there is a ton of people following him, including his disciples. And the woman thinks to herself, this is special. If I just touch, touch his garment, I will be made well. And immediately when she touches the garment, Jesus feels some power has come from him. Now, I'm going to say something to you right now. The power that comes from Jesus is awesome. And I know you know that word, awesome. I've heard people here around here use that word, awesome. But this is an awesome that cannot be described. The power that comes from Jesus is the power that made the world. That grass that you play on those trees that were created, everything that you see and that you touch, it's from that power that the world was created. From the word, everything was created. So this isn't electricity. This isn't solar power. This is the power with a capital T. Everything has come from this power. So when she touches him, he feels some of this awesome power coming from him. And he says, what did he say? Anybody? Who, who touched me? His disciples, there's all kinds of people around. They're all around you. And you asked, who touched you? And he says, someone has touched me. I feel something has gone out of me. And she comes, and she's, she's scared. She's, she's trembling. And she tells him why she touched him. And he says something very, very interesting to her. Something that you have to, you know, I have to remember and take note of. Who remembers what he says to her? Say it nice and loud, honey. I can't hear you. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Now, this is what I want you to remember this morning. That in order for us to be made well in our body, if it's God's choice, or, if, or our soul to be with God, we have to believe in God. Now, I'll tell you, there's people that do believe in God, and there's people who say they believe in God, and there's people who say the only thing they believe in, in is themselves, and most of us, we believe in ourselves more than we believe in God. If I get sick, or you get sick, or someone gets sick, most people, most people, the first thing they do is what? 
Thank you. The young lady said, call a doctor. They call the doctor, they call 911. They go to the emergency room. They go to the hospital. And those are all pretty good things to do. But as a matter of fact, this woman did all those things. Of course, they didn't have the magnificent medical uh, conveniences we have now. But she did all those things. And in 12 years, she got zilch. Because as a matter of fact, the prime source of healing, the number one physician, the doctor of doctors, was not called into play. So the first thing that we do when we begin anything, especially when we're sick, it's call who? Jesus. Call on God. God first. And ask God to bless the people that are going to work with us, whether it be for healing, whether it be for education, whether it be someone who's going to drive us, and some people, we need to bless ourselves more when they drive us than other people. But whatever it is, the first thing we do is call upon God. Not only for ourselves, but for the people that are about to try to do something with us. Now, I want you all to make the sign of the cross. Yeah, good. Because as a matter of fact, those of you that are campers here, I want you to keep making the sign of the cross for the priests, the counselors, the people that work in the kitchen, the volunteers. Make the sign of the cross. Ask God to bless what they're going to do. And if God forbid you get sick, especially the nurses, to make the sign of the cross. And don't wait 12 years, 12 hours, 12 days, whatever, 12 minutes to call on God. Get God going in the beginning. Because without God, you and I can do, watch me, look here, I know some of you are drifting. You can do zilch. And the priest can do zilch. And the counselors, listen to me counselors, zilch. You know, there's a great saint in the church his name is St. John Maximovich. I won't ask you to spell it. This saint brought a whole group of people from Russia to China and then to the United States because the people were persecuted. And instead of living in a nice bishop's house like me, he lived in an orphanage. You know what an orphanage is. A place for children that don't have parents. And every night, every night, before, before he continued his work for the evening, he'd go to the bed of each one of the children and pray. He didn't go to their bed and say, no, tomorrow I want you to do this, or tomorrow I want you to do 
he'd go to their bed and pray and ask God to take over. Then he lived during the time of automobiles. He'd have somebody get him in the car and he'd drive to all the parishioners' homes, as many as he could get to, and he'd bless them from the outside. He did this and he didn't sleep in a bed for decades because his job was to make sure that he got God into play. So before you do anything, if you're a priest, if you're a deacon, you're a counselor, you're working in the kitchen, you're a camper, you make sure that God's in play and you make the sign of the cross and you ask him to please, please help you to do the work that needs to be done and your faith, your faith will make it good and it will make it whole. Now, if you don't do any of, th- any of these things that I just mentioned, good luck. You want to tell God to go take a hike? You want to tell God, I don't need you? You want to tell yourself that you can do everything? There's a word to describe such behavior. It's my favorite word. Some people think it's a bad word. The word is stupid. This is stupid behavior to tell God, I don't need you. Now, I know most of you don't get up in the morning and say, God, I don't need you. But if you remember what I said in the beginning about doing what you're told and what the gospel tells you, if you get up in the morning and you don't pray for yourself, for your campers, for your priests, for your kitchen people, the nurse, whatever, your parents, your teachers. It's the same thing as if you say, God, go take a hike. See, it's not so much what you say, it's what you do. So I'm suggesting, I'm suggesting that you change the way you do business. That everything that you do, you make the sign of the cross. Now you see we do that here. Before we eat, after we eat. I hope you do it before you begin your lessons. If you play basketball with Father Joe and he's on your team, make the sign of the cross. I'm teasing poor Father Joe. But whatever you do, make sure you get God going, going so that that power that we heard about that that woman received from the garment will be a power that will be working through you. So that as a matter of fact, watch me now, watch that you will be like this with God now and forever and eventually in his kingdom. Because that's what we're doing here. We're making sure that people go into business with God from now to the end of time. When I meet God, I said about the priests, the deacons, it's especially the bishop. All that goes for me. He's going to say, Bishop Thomas, you know, uh, in July, at liturgy, in 2019, you had session three. You read the gospel and had you speak to the gospel. You bored the tears out of those people. 
you did not pray hard enough, and the message about the woman who was hemorrhaging did not penetrate, did not sink in so much that those people's life changed, you did not do your job, and I hold you accountable. What you read, you are held accountable for. God's going to take good care of you. He's the best teacher, the best physician, the best everything. And brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm telling you now, for my own sake, my salvation is well of yours. You listen to what God says. You hear his word and you do it. In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.